0: Welcome to the Faith Renew Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renew, check us out online at faithRenew.org. Good to see you this morning. A lot of beautiful faces this morning. So glad to have you. I was made aware, Will and Julia have Caroline in the house for the very first time. Would y'all let Will and Julia know you're excited for them? She's in the very back. She's holding that little miracle in her hands. Let her know one more time you're excited about having Caroline with us. I love it. Amen. Weird. We take the fruitful multiply commandment here seriously, and um, it's happening. Praise God. So. uh, But it is cool, man. It's cool to see what God's doing here at Faith Renewed. And we're just excited you're here today to be a part of that. And it could be your very first time. If it is, we always want to say we're glad you're here. So, Faith family, let our first time guests know you're glad they're here this morning. Would you do that? Come on, let them know. Amen. In house or at home online. We're glad you're here today to be a part of this service. And this is what we do if you don't know. We go to the Bible every week here at Faith or New. So grab your sword, if you will. Grab your Bible in your hand, and it could be paper. It could be one that glows, whatever it may be. But do this. Take it and turn with me to Revelation chapter 19. Yes. Amen. Revelation chapter 19. If You have not figured it out yet if you're new here. Man, we get excited about Jesus, and uh, we should. Amen. If you use the Uversion Bible app, and I encourage you to do so. Maybe not right now, but at other times, the Uversion Bible app is a great Bible app, and you can click more there in the bottom right corner than events, and you will actually will see an event taking place here of this service that you can follow along. Has in has the outline there. You can just kind of join with me as I preach. You can look at it and say, I need to say amen at that part. That's good. All right, so that will help you. and. Uh, but uh, Revelation chapter 19, I, I want to read one verse, and uh, we'll have more Bible today, that's for sure. But I want to read one verse here in the beginning, and um, verse number one of Revelation chapter 19, and it says, "After these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying." Whew, and We were just talking about singing with the saints, and man, singing with the angels, and. Ain't that cool? We get to join in with them in that, that choir, man, a massive choir singing glory and honor. It says this: He says, They were saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. Amen. Come on, ain't that good? Can we? Let's do this. Only one verse. Let, let's read it together. Would you join me? Let's read it together. After these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah. Salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. That was bad right there. Oh, my goodness. That was powerful. Man, it got me happy before I started preaching. Man, that's good. Let's pray. Let's talk to him now. Let's pray. Join with me in this prayer. God, thank you. Yeah, Father, we thank you. And we just do join in with heaven, Lord, and honor you and give glory to you because all power and all glory and all honor belongs to you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Tell your neighbors, say, you sat by the right person today, all right? Come on. You said the right person today. Amen, I believe that. Well, if you haven't been with us uh, lately or maybe the first time you're with us, we're actually in a series you can see on the screen called The Seven in Revelation. And so this series is birthed out of a study we started and we spent a, a good bit amount of time digging deep into the seven churches there at the beginning of Revelation. And um, I, I don't know, I, I hope for you just even last week, as we talked about the Great Tribulation, I, I hope that you understood that those seven churches that Jesus spoke to, I believe, were preparation for things to come. And uh, it's, it's things that we have happening today. It has It's things that will happen tomorrow. And so those things just came back, I believe, even more alive as we even went into last week. And, and last week, if you were here, uh, thank you for coming back, because... Um, a priest about the great tribulation, amen. And and you came back, and so thank you for that. And I'm just excited that you came back. And um and and I think it's important that we do. But as we talked about that last week, um uh, you know we gathered today talking about a great tribulation. First of all, I just want to let you know losing an hour of sleep wasn't the great tribulation. All right, all right. So if you you know y'all eleven o'clock, y'all good. Y'all slipping? Who slept in a little bit later this morning? All right. All right, we didn't. So, uh, but uh, we're, we're again, you made it. But that wasn't it. But I, I love this. You'll just allow me to share what I believe Scripture says about the Great Tribulation, and um, and regardless of what you believe as far as when that take place uh, takes place, we we talked about there'll be a, a pre-trib rapture, some believe, a mid-trib rapture, some believe, and a post-tribulation rapture. Some believe, and again, it was again the fact of when the church would be removed, when they would Jesus would bring them, call them home, and then a second coming. And so we talked about those things. I just want to say thank you, guys, for just being awesome. Uh, you know, again, I, I heard and just had a several conversations that were just you know that I had this week about people are saying, you know, Pastor Man, thank you for that. I, it's challenged my my thinking. It, it caused me to do this. It caused me to read more. And I'm like, man, that's a victory for me. That's a win for me as a pastor. Not that just, again, you listen to me, but you're hungry for the word yourself. You dig into the word. And so I love that. And so we actually had conversations about that and why people believe certain things and people shared their thoughts. And again, I loved it. I loved having those conversations. We, We had discussions about one of the guys were talking to me and he was like, pastor, he said, now here's my struggle with the church if they go through the tribulation. He said, would you do this to your bride? Would you treat them that way? And I was like, well, I, he, he's like, I know you would, and, and he's right, I wouldn't. I'd protect her to the, to the end, and, um, and he would do the same, and if you're married, I hope you would. But I, 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 was, I was letting him know, I said, well, you do know that he wasn't treating the bride a certain way, all right? So we got to understand, again, what was happening there. Matter of fact, I told him this. I said, you know what I would do? I, I said, I would protect my bride if something was going on. I would protect them if someone was after them. And I said, and that's what we see in Revelation. We see a, a, a bridegroom who was protecting and guarding the bride, who was after the one and who finally takes vengeance on the one who had been attacking and had been trying to deceive the bride. That's what we see. And so, again, it was just a great conversation. Another guy walked up just right after that. I posted about uh, just, a, just a passage, just again, just a thought that came come to my mind about, again, the vows that we make about better or worse, rich or poor, sickness and health, those types of things. And, and he came up to me and said, man, you know, I was thinking, he said, man, we're the bride of Christ. And man, if we go through it, whether it's good or bad, better or worse, rich or poor, man, we're in a covenant with him. And I was like, bro, that's it, that's, that's awesome, that's so good. But I learned this, and this is what I hope you got from this, that regardless of when that takes place, whether again, pre, middle, post, that man, I don't wanna take one step without Jesus. That's what I hope we take from this, that I don't wanna take one single step. Without him, and man, and it, is, it is. It's a celebration of what we're seeing God do. Even in a message like last week, again, a challenging uh, message. It was a celebration for us because we had last week in our services, two in one service, four in another service that surrendered their life to Jesus last week. Amen. Come on, let's get happier than that, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I shared that first service, and one of the guys come up to me and was like, "Pastor, this is a seven in Revelation." And he said, you didn't know this. He says, but one of the guys gave his heart to Christ this week in one of our faith groups. And so we had seven in Revelation last week. Come on, man. And so it just excites me. It gets me so, again, just so excited about what God is doing. And so today as we do this, we see if you were with us. We talked about the great tribulation. We opened up six of the seals. And if you read on, you'll see the beginning of chapter 8 where the seventh seal was opened. Now, this is an interesting one because we see something happen after that seventh seal is opened. There was 30 minutes of silence, approximately, the Bible says, in heaven. Now, I almost did this. And... I'm as close. And this is what I, I'm thankful for you guys. If, if you know, Lord would have said, go, you'd have let me do it and you'd have been okay with it. Um, I almost, just for 30 minutes up here this morning, had us just sit in silence. I sometimes we don't know what to do with silence. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, Amen. Amen. Especially us who who get excited, we, we're doing silence moments. That's a place to say, "Amen, Amen." Come on, Amen. That we 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 love Jesus, and so. But, man, I don't know, it was just was something about that. And I, so I was like, God, this week, what, is that, what does that look like? And, again, I think there's I mean, several different ways maybe you could pull in, draw in from that. But I, I, just, I, I just felt like, that, man, those 30 minutes of silence were a moment where I, I just believe, again, maybe heaven stood still in the midst of all that we were seeing unfold and that seventh still open. I believe it was a moment where things stopped and we just reflected on who Jesus was. And I just I almost, again, almost did that this morning. Again, even prayed before I got up here, and he didn't release me to do it, so I didn't do it. And, uh, but it was just like, man, what, what do we do with that? And so what I want to do as we today gather after these seals have been opened, and, again, I hope you will dig deeper into these things. Again, there's a lot there that we can learn and draw from. But I want to do this for the next few moments is I want today to do what I believe heaven does in those moments is that they reflect upon who Jesus is really is and there's some things that we see we see this as a church we see this as a study and so that, that I believe again there's things that we can see about Jesus that I, again I could give you seven today uh, since it is seven in Revelation I give you seven but I just want to give you only three this morning that I believe we learn about Jesus and some things that are so valuable that we need to take away It's the first thing we see is this number one is that we see the glory of Jesus in the book of Revelation Amen. We see the glory of Jesus in the book of Revelation. And may we never lose sight of this. This verse said, it said that salvation, glory, and honor, and power belong to the Lord our God. And I just love that. That word glory is the word doxa, and it means the brightness, the, the preeminence. It's a word that where you would see describing sun and stars and moons, those that are just kind of putting out light. And I was just like, man, God, even just the timing today, as we're talking about, it's daylight savings time. We get an extra hour of sunlight, we get an extra hour of brightness that, man, how cool is it that today we can just reflect on your glory? That we can just reflect on the glory of God and who that is. And I love this because in Revelation chapter 4, we see this in verses 8 through 11. It's a very powerful passage, again, just another word, again, describing the glory and the, the holiness of God and what is happening in heaven. It says this in verse 8. It says, the four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy Holy, holy, Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Man, I love this. I don't usually just like kind of put in my my thoughts on the song list, but I actually asked our worship team to close our service this morning with this song called Revelation Song, where again, they're declaring this passage. They're declaring the glory of God, and and we're going to do this. We're going to join with heaven, and we're going to join with the angels and the saints singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And it says, who was and is and is to come. And it goes on, verse 9, whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne who lives forever and ever, and he's glorious. The 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist And we're created. Amen. Amen. And so we see the glory of God. And this is what I hope that we can take. The glory of God, we see this from, again, from Scripture when Jesus walks on the scene. He gives us today. He shows us and gives us the glory. He gives us the power. He actually shares that with us to go now and walk forth in power. Now, this is what I believe is I've been studying this and seeing this. We see this God who has glory and has victory. He shares that with us. And I don't believe, again, as we go through the time of Revelation, and again, whether we're here or not, I don't believe he'll do this. We're not as a church in the Revelation end time church, we're not weak and powerless. Do you understand this? If we're serving this great God who is holy and mighty, he is going to give that. He says from the get-go, Jesus set this up for us to walk in that. And I believe this is what will happen. I believe we'll see this. The church will be operating in greater victory and greater power in the end time than they did in the beginning. Amen. And this is what we see, and it's beautiful. We, we did a series here. Man, it's been a while now. We did a series on the book of Acts. And we actually just went through the book of Acts, and I I love it, man. We called it 29, and, and, and it was because, again, there was 28 chapters in the book of Acts. And I believe this, man, we're called to be that 29th chapter today, that we continue on what that early church began. Amen. Do you see that? And so this is what I see. We saw the early church operating in power, operating in authority, operating in miracles and signs and wonders and visitations and prophecy. We're not going to see those things cease as the end gets closer. I believe we're going to see an increase as the the Spirit of God begins to pour that out. And what the early church did, we're going to see the end time church, I believe, operating greater. Amen. And so, again, this is not today, as we see this, we're not some weak church that if, man, we go through trial, if we go through situations, man, we're not walking around with our head down. We see, well, if you study Scripture, and there's a beautiful parallel that if you study Exodus and you study Revelation you'll see where I believe is that you'll see amazing parallels of where, again, during the time where Pharaoh had oppressed God's people, had them in bondage and captive, you saw that during those times, you saw the hand of God be poured out over his children. It's, it's amazing. Like, it's wild, sir. You're, we were reading in Revelation about darkness and things unfolding. Read about darkness unfolding in Egypt. You know, there was a place, man, where, again, darkness was all around them, but in one city where the children of Israel was, there was light. I mean, it's like there has to be supernatural things happening and unfolding. Why? Because, man, we see the glory of God in the book of Revelation. It's revealed to us. We're seeing it. And it's going to become greater, not less. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, man, say it's more, not less. Come on. Amen. It is more. Not less, oh man! And that's what we're going to see unfold. And again, this church, man, we're—I believe again—we're going to walk into, I mean, a greater measure, greater measure of prayer. I mean, you see this. You, you see where again the prayers that are happening as we've studied again, just even last week during the tribulation time, the prayers of those in heaven affecting things on earth. And then you see this. We get to be, though, where we get to see what we pray here on earth affecting heaven. And then again, this which in turnaround affects earth. So, again, we're singing. It's not going to be less. It's going to be greater. And so, again, man, regardless of what that looks like, when that happens, Man, we ain't got to go this alone, man. Not for one moment has he forsaken me, man. When y'all was singing, I almost took off running. There just wasn't enough room. Amen. There was just not enough room for that, man. So again, how good is this to know this? Again, so he's glorious, and we get to see it. Number two is this, about Jesus, man. This is what Revelation shows us. Revelation shows us that Jesus is so patient. Man, he is so patient. Like, I'm just going to be honest, man. That's not my strongest thing, man. I mean, you know, again, I just struggle. Who's, maybe patience is not your strongest gift, amen. That's not your strongest flow. A lot of hands raised, amen. Amen. We're going to open up the altar in a little bit. You've already raised your hand. And so, man, when we open up, just come on down, amen. Some of you are like, I knew he got me, man. He got me, amen. No, listen, it's okay. But it's not, it's not my greatest thing, and, and it's not. But, man, aren't you thankful? Jesus is patient, Oh man, aren't you thankful he's patient with you? Oh man, and I was just thinking about this. What you see happen in the book of Revelation and those things that are unfold is actually showing us and revealing to us just how patient Jesus really is. And I was just thinking about it, man. What, what if, again, the patience of God had run out and the time had ended before this past week when seven and more. Get to join us in heaven, man. What if the patience had run? What if, what if he had already ascended? What if he, it had already taken place and those seven didn't get to spend eternity with us? What if this morning that, man, God brought you here and you haven't yet surrendered your life to Jesus and this patient God allowed you to be here today so that you could join in in that number, that you could be a part of that mighty army that where he does, but again, he's patient today. I'm thankful for that. And this is something that's so beautiful, man, about Jesus. And, man, we miss it, but he gets it right every time. And I love it. We see the patience of Jesus truly revealed to us in the gospel, I believe, more than anything else. Because think about it for a moment. God created the heavens and earth. Jesus, again, he created heavens. He was a part of all these things that took place. He sets it up. He looks, and he makes it, and he looks back, and he says, man, it is good. Looked at it and said, man, it is good. And we messed it up. Man came in and messed us up. And, man, it would be almost like at that point, man, an impatient God would have been done and never rebuilt, never went back through the process, and we wouldn't be here. But a patient God allowed this, all the things that unfolded, brought us here to this moment, and he did this in the midst of that, knowing what we would do. Jesus in his patience actually doesn't just wipe everything away, doesn't just end it in that moment. He actually does this. We see we're throughout time now. It comes to a place where Jesus in his patience and in his love, he steps out of heaven and comes down to earth. He takes upon our sin and our shame, allows himself. Do you understand this? Listen, this, he allows this to take place. He said, no man takes my life. I freely lay it down. And it was the patience of Jesus that allowed them to beat him and allowed them to to nail him to a tree and a cross. And at any moment, he could have called down angels. Made it clear. Any moment he could have called down legions, that thing could have been over and done, and the patience of God could have ran out that moment. But we see the patience of Jesus in this time. And it's beautiful, and I'm thankful, man, he didn't give up on me. I'm thankful he didn't quit on me. And, man, he was patient to the end, and he allowed himself to do this. He allowed himself to be nailed to that tree. He actually gave his life for you and me. I love him. We celebrate it. If if you're wondering, we celebrate the resurrection every week here at Faith Renewed. But, man, in a a few weeks, Resurrection Sunday is going to be here. But, man, did you think about it? It was the patience of Jesus that, again, allowed those things to take place. And during this time, we see this in Revelation, the end time. We see the patience of Jesus, I believe, in greater measure. Look at this. Let's read. I, I want to look at Second Peter. I love this, and I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. So, if you don't have Passion, it's going to be on the screen for you or there in your notes if you're on the U Version app. But I, Chapter Three, verses one through nine. He says, "Beloved friends, this is now the second letter I have written to you, in which I've attempted to stir you up and awaken you to a proper mindset." Hey Amen. How many of us we got to have a proper mindset? Amen, we got to have the right mind. Amen, things will flow from there. And he said, so never forget both the prophecies spoken by the holy prophets of old and the teaching of our Lord and Savior spoken by your apostles. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, mockers will multiply. Mockers will multiply, chasing after the evil desires, and they will say, so what about this promise of his coming? Our ancestors are dead and buried, yet everything is still the same as it was since the, from the beginning of time until now. But they conveniently overlooked that from the beginning, the heavens and earth were created by God's word. He spoke, and the dry ground separated from the waters. Then long afterward, he destroyed the world with a tremendous flood by those very waters. And now by the same powerful word, the heavens and the earth are reserved for fire being kept for judgment day when all the ungodly will perish. So dear friends, don't let this one thing escape your notice. A single day counts like a thousand years to be uh, to the Lord Yahweh and a thousand years counts as one day. This means that contrary to man's perspective, the Lord is not late with his promise to return. Come on, man. He he is not late with his promise to return as some measure lateness, but rather his delay simply reveals his loving patience towards you. Thank you, Jesus. Because he does not want any to perish, but to all come to repentance. Do we see, man, how important this is for us today? The reason he hasn't come yet, man, is because, man, there's some of you today, man, maybe it's your day to say yes. There's some of you praying for family members and friends. You're like, man, I want them to know Jesus. I want them to be an eternity in eternity with me. Man, this patient God has given us time to go witness and share. He's given us time today to respond because he says this is what will take place. He says the greatest de- things that, again, the church is going to face is the, is the warning of deception. Because there will be great deception during this time. There's going to be great deception, those who are being deceived, believing the lie. And so it's important. I read this man this week, and I was just thinking about that early on in this, week one, we looked at, where it was talking about there would be a blessing for those who read the book of Revelation. I was like, man, there's a blessing that comes for us for reading the book of Revelation, man. And so I had looked at this in just one way before, man, just that, again, God was just going to pour out a blessing for those who read the book, and I believe he will. Amen, because he's true. Amen, he can't lie. And I was like, man, thank you, Jesus, man. I want that blessing. So, man, we've been reading. We've been studying the book. But I also believe this. There is a blessing that comes for us who read this book because there's going to be great deception come in the end. And it's going to increase, not decrease. It's going to be more. So we know this. A blessing comes for us because we read the book. And we're blessed because we understand how this unfolds. We see what happens and how things look. And Jesus does this. I ask you to read Matthew 24 this past week, I hope hope you did if not, do it this week, it's good but it says this, and Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you man, there's going to be great deception, may we understand, and our hearts be ready but the truth is this, he hasn't come yet because he's patient, and I'm so thankful for the patience of God, I'm thankful that he's patient with me, and he's patient with you today and thirdly we see this, man, and I believe this I believe Jesus is He's almost ready. I'm telling you, I believe Jesus is almost ready to do this thing. And and I'm like some of you like, Pastor, are you gonna make a prediction? This nope, I, I absolutely not. I'm, I know better, man. And uh and not 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 even gonna step out. But uh not even try. But this this is what I know. Jesus is he's getting ready. He is he is getting ready. He's prepared himself. And and I again not making a prediction, but we can do this. We can read this book. And when we can see that it's closer than it has ever been. We can see signs falling into place. We can see things being set in motion. Things are being set in order, and there will be a time. And next week, that's why you got to come back. We're going to celebrate, man, the return of Jesus, and we're going to celebrate him coming back for his bride. And I cannot wait, but we cannot ignore today the fact, man, that he is almost ready. And I want to close with this passage in Revelation 19. Man, we see this so clearly, man, how beautiful, again, the setup. We read verse 1 at the beginning, and I want to read verses 5 through 10 now. Would would you follow with me? It says, that a voice came from the throne. Oh, man, I love this. Think about this for a moment. Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all of you his servants and those who fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. (laughs) Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. And then he said to me, write, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true sayings of God, and I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. I'm your fellow servant and of your brethren who have had the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Oh, man. I hope we get this this morning. We have been seeing this great God who has been reigning from the throne of heaven but he is going to reign and rule here on this earth and we're going to watch and see the sovereignty of the Lord unfold we're going to see heaven come down to earth we're going to see the glory of God in fullness man I don't know about you man I want to see him face to face and I want you to do this if you would please bow your heads and close your eyes with me please And guys you can bring the lights on down if you like I just want you just to sit for a moment. Just a moment. We're just going to release this team to serve. Uh, just minister and just serve us as, as they do this through worship and declare this revelation song over this house. And we're going to do this. We're going to join in. And We're going to join in. And we didn't do this for 30 minutes. He didn't let me, but I believe he he wants to let us do this right now. I believe he wants us to take about 30 seconds. Before they sing, before we worship and go in, may this we give reverence and may we give honor to the glory of God. It's been a word spoken during this Revelation series. It says, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit's saying. I want to ask you today, what is he saying to you? What is he saying to you? I want to ask you this. Are you a part of that family? Are you a part of the body of Christ? Have you surrendered your life to Jesus? Are you walking with him in this moment? In just a moment, we're going to join in with heaven. The angel singing in his one party and one body and one voice. <laughs> Celebrating and worshiping the Holy One. And giving honor to him. And I have just felt this second point so heavy in my heart this morning. That the patient God allowed you to be here this morning. Because he loves you so much. He does this for us. He gives us opportunity to respond. He gives us opportunity to respond to Him and to His voice and what He's saying. As He's saying to you, come. As He's saying to you, surrender. Oh, man. Today, as a body of Christ, as a family, we get to worship Him together. <laughs> you know what would do my heart good? And this patient God. Who said, man, it's his will that none perish but all come to repentance. Is that every person under the sound of my voice in this room and at home be a part of that? So I want to ask you in this moment, before we stand, before we take one, one more step, just today where you're seated, just be honest with God. But and if you would say this and be real, man, you can join in with the seven from this past week and join in with the host of heaven. The saints have gone before, man. Are you walking with Jesus right now? And have you surrendered your life to him? I just want to ask you this, just right where you're seated. If you're just saying, man, pastor, I I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender everything fully to him. Maybe you prayed a prayer sometime, but, man, you're not walking with Jesus. And you say, I want to walk with him. I want to live for him. I want to serve him. I want to be a part of that army. Just right where you're seated, would you just do this? Would you just raise your hand up high to heaven? Just raise your hand up high to heaven. If you want to join in with that, God bless you. Yeah, praise God. God bless you, man. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Who else, man? Are there any others? Man, yeah, I see that. Thank you. Praise God for you. Who else? Thank you, Father. Just right where you're seated. This is the grace of God. This is the love of God. He comes to us as we respond to him. If you've raised your hand, just just say something again. I'm just going to introduce you to him. You get to know him and get to see how good he is. But just just say, God, I come to you right now. Yeah, God, I come to you right now. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for not giving up on me. I believe the gospel that I heard today is true. I believe that Jesus came. Gave his life for me. And I accept him now as my Lord and Savior. And I want to live for you from this day forward, every day of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we as a church family stand to our feet and just celebrate what God is doing right now in this very moment as he's drawing hearts to him? Yeah, give him praise. Yeah, give him praise. Hallelujah. Oh, man. worship team is going to do this right now. and This is how I just have felt led today to just for us as a church family to respond. First of all, man, if you gave your life to Jesus, man, I want a prayer team. Just go ahead and just begin to step out if you would. And as that prayer team begins to come, man, just go to one of these guys. Let them know. And at the end, let us know it. connect. I'm going to be down here in the front. Come let me know. I want to celebrate with you. We'd love to encourage you to take the next step of baptism. We're having that in a few weeks. But, man, today we want to do this. Oh, man. I want to join with heaven. And as one voice, can we do this? Can we gather in the presence of God? And can we join with heaven? And can we do this, pause and reflect, focus in on him for just the next few moments before we leave, before we go back to this world and the things that are surrounding it, all the things that are taking place. And can we just sing, holy, holy, holy It's the Lord God Almighty. Can we worship him today? I invite you just to come. You can find you a place. There in the in the aisle, you can step out, you can bow, kneel, come and stand. But would you just join us as one voice, as one body. We gather and celebrate Jesus today in honor the King of Kings. Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org.